All right, Mr. Chan, we live. You ready to do this? Let's do this, Kendrick. Let's I'm excited. Do it. Let's go. It's time for another episode of the Daily K Podcast on KTTV.com with your host, Kendrick Thomas. Bridging the gap between the school and community. Here's KT. What to do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, I have the founder of Abound Innovation, Mr. Leo Chan. How you doing today, Mr. Chan? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Kendrick? Oh, man, I am very, very, very excited to learn about innovation and to talk to you live from the 6th tonight, man. So thank you for taking a few minutes. Hey, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So uh, before we jump into things, as we know, it's been crazy. So I like to always do a wellness check to start us off. So how have you been doing uh, since everything took off and how are you staying safe up there in Toronto? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful, man. We, we actually moved home during the pandemic, which is a bit of the story, but uh, got to be back with family and uh, it was one of our primary motivations. So I'm thankful mm-hmm. to be back and everyone's healthy. So uh, thankful for, thankful for, you know, being alive and uh, yeah. here to be talking to you today, man. Hey, look, man, cause, um, at the beginning, I was kind of worried, man, you know, but uh, but just thankful. Yeah, I, I tell people, maybe I didn't have symptoms, but I've scaved through this entire mm-hmm. thing without COVID. So I'm just like, man, let's just keep, and I'm I'm in elementary school, right? So, you yeah. know, it's, I thank God. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's cool, man. So, so jumping into uh, just you uh, and a little background on you, man. Talk to us about, I guess, what an innovator is and how did your path lead into uh even just being an innovator yeah you know honestly i think innovators are able to see a a new future whether that's really big pie in the sky stuff like flying us to mars and moving to mars or just being able to see a different reality from current state and so i think there's I think it's more common than we see. Uh, you know, I, I actually have a, a graphic design background, so I've always was interested in like, as a kid, I grew, grew up watching Star Trek. So just future stuff was like super cool, love technology. But I moved into the design, visual design space. And I was I always really loved the creative aspects of it, of just yeah. dreaming a, a new way to make a website or mm-hmm. a poster or something like that. And, you know, people might not call that innovation, but like you're envisioning something that doesn't exist and then you're putting it into reality, right? That's what designers do. And so I think that has everything to do with what innovation is all about and what innovators do. It's seeing something that does not exist yet mm-hmm. and figuring out how to get it into the world. Wow. Yeah, look, look, man, that was, look, when you break it down and go to the technicals, <laughs> I think that put everything into perspective, right? Because when you hear the title, you think it's like, oh, this is such, such earth shattering, you know, like a, a role. But really, man, it's just saying, hey, I want to do this next. What is the plan from point A to point Z to get yep, me there? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, and so like the what was it in your life when you said, OK, I think I can make a career out of this? Yeah. So I honestly, I didn't even know innovation was a thing. I didn't know it was a field until... Uh, so I, I grew up in the Toronto area, went to school here, worked here. I ended up working for State Farm Canada as a designer. I got relocated to the U.S., so I joined State Farm Corporate in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And the year I moved was coincidence that they started the State Farm Innovation Department. It was in 2012, 
And I was like, what is that? Because that sounds super cool. So I knew about myself that I loved the creativity, dreaming of new ideas, those types of things. Mm -hmm. But I, I had this technology like love in my heart. Like again, watching Star Trek, I just love technology. And this department to me was an, uh, an intersection of technology and coming up with new ideas and smashing it together. And I was like, mm -hmm. Okay, now I can bring both parts that I love into one thing together. And that was innovation at State Farm because at State Farm, they were looking for people to create new ideas for the organization, new products, new services. What are things that we can do to either insulate our business from disruption or make us relevant in the future? Okay. So I... I I found out about this and I'm like, sign me up. Like I am coming over. I hope you want me. I'm like, I definitely want to join. And so that's when I found that there could be this thing. And so when there was an opportunity, I, uh, I came over and <laughs> got to do an innovation at State Farm. And so when you think about innovation, um, what was it necessarily like? Was it, was it commercials? Was it like, was there a product that we would see and, and be like, Oh wow, that was you. Uh, I was close. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> close. I, w I worked on the front end of innovation. So the mm -hmm. front end is when we like to call it the, the fuzzy area, the gray middle, the gray front end, it's all fuzzy. And you're trying to, to figure out like, what are opportunities that may exist? And are there, there's things called jobs to be done. Are there pain points mm -hmm. that people are experiencing today that we could solve for in order to move the needle? So it's, it's easy to come up with lots of ideas. It's not so easy to get it out the door. Right. So, mm -hmm. Uh, I worked on an idea that I modified that I thought was really cool. Uh, and it was in relation to having like, um, you know, you know how we have all our life insurance policies and that kind of stuff. So there was an idea that was generated of, around like, you know, what if you could actually understand when you get your life insurance policy, you know, all the, the you know, you take your tests, like you don't really know what they all mean. What if there was a way to understand what that was like and incentivize you if you were living a healthy lifestyle? So I found this vendor. I'm not kidding you. I found this vendor. I was super excited. They're out in South Africa. And I was like, it would be so cool if we could partner with them to create this like wellness reward living program, whatever. So I started getting these talks with them and um, ends up that another insurance company, <laughs> I think, just got into a conversation with just before I did. And they actually launched this product for that organization is in, in the marketplace today. So I was like so close to getting oh, this one thing out there. Uh <laughs> and, uh, well, when I think about what you're saying about that, I'm uh, a patron of State Form. And so I have the safe drive. Mm. Uh, and so then it's like, well, so they didn't do the wellness, but then they did it for driving safe, you know, and so I always get those discounts uh, yeah. each month. So, hey, yeah. so now moving from there, into the senior innovation lead at Chick-fil-A. Yep. Eat more chicken. Yeah, eat more chicken. That's right. <laughs> so what did this role entail? Um, and, and was it this place when you said, okay, I'm done with this part and now I go into business for myself? Yeah, so the, how I ended up at Chick-fil-A was uh, I fell in love with innovation. When I was doing it at State Farm, I was like, this is just incredible. I love doing this. I actually, I loved my job. I love the team I work for. I did not love where I lived. So I moved from big city, Toronto, small town, USA, just not a whole lot to do in the evenings, <laughs> except go to the grocery store. Uh, and so I was just looking for an opportunity to be back in a larger city with some more culture, that kind of thing. And uh, so I was looking around, I'm like, I'm doing innovation. I'm like, by that time, I'm like, this is, this is it for me. Career innovation. This is me. Chick-fil-A just so happened to have a posting where they were looking for somebody not necessarily to innovate products like I was doing at State Farm. They actually wanted someone to 
make the culture of innovation better at Chick-fil-A? Some, some more from a strategic, like how do we enable innovators? Like how do we take innovation from 1.0 to 2.0? What's that look like? And I was like, I think I can help you with that. And so, you know, I threw my name in the hat. You know, I was super fortunate that I got to uh, move down to Chick-fil-A uh, in, in Atlanta, Georgia in 2017. And uh, it was honestly it was even better than my innovation job at State Farm because I got to impact the culture of innovation at Chick-fil-A. Uh, and so, I mean, honestly, it was one of the one of the coolest things <laughs> I've gotten to do so far. Yeah, man, that is nice, man. And so, like I said, when you did it there, um, I guess that turned into um, the abound innovation. Yeah. You know, so like so when the pandemic hit, life for my wife and I changed, right? And so we had some reasons that we needed to move back home to Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't stay as a remote worker for Chick-fil-A. And so the, the thought came, I was like, well, maybe I could just start my own thing and help help make more innovators, not just in one organization, but mm -hmm. you know, around around the world, hopefully. That's sort of the dream. But how do I bring this sort of innovation love that I've I've experienced being an innovator and then training innovators? Yeah. How might I bring this to to more people and more organizations? And so I founded this business. Uh, you know, I've been very blessed to to have clients uh, during the pandemic and you know continue to doing similar work uh, and, and helping to bring the, the innovation love to, yeah. to more people. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is awesome. And, and when you say working with those people, uh, you know, we're in the world of entrepreneurs and it's the digital age. And so all about social media and thinking, how can I run the next successful ad? What's the next giveaway? When entrepreneurs come to you uh, and work with you through a bound, or is that mindset okay? Or do you kind of look at that mindset and say, we, we have to kind of regroup, think bigger picture? And if so, how do you get them to see that piece? Yeah, you know, since social media is interesting, I, I'm I'm still kind of learning my way through that. But mm -hmm. you know, when we think about innovation, it's all about what's the problem we're trying to solve for. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, for my business, social media in some ways isn't like the best platform for me. Mm -hmm. It's actually one-on-one -on -one networking because innovation for a lot of people is kind of fuzzy and it's it's difficult to understand what it really is. Like, but Kendrick, when I get one-on-one -on -one like this with people, I mean, I use social media to find some of these folks that I end up talking to, yeah. but it's these one-on-one -on -one conversations like this where I'm be like, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I can help your organization with. These are the things. And so I wouldn't, I would be hesitant to prescribe something to entrepreneurs without knowing the problems that they face. Right. So mm -hmm. it's really innovation really helps us to lean into what are the, what are the issues? What are the problems we're trying to solve for? Who's the tar our target audience? What are the needs and pain points? And then, from understanding what that is and formulating solutions. So it always comes back to like, what are we trying to do, right? Because there's nothing cookie cutter, right? Every business is different. We all need to lean into that. So I think innovation is the most helpful for it, for any business, any entrepreneur, because you have a way forward in this big mess of the unknown. Uh, and you have, you understand, like you can build confidence and move, you know, towards what you're trying to do. So uh, innovation to me helps a lot with, I mean, honestly, all of life, any kind of problem you face in life, innovation will help get you through it. And as you work with those entrepreneurs now um, and in understanding that every piece is cookie cutter uh, and you really have to be intentional when you get ready to serve those businesses. But in the bigger scheme of things, is there one main problem that you see that kind of stifles um, people being innovators inside of their own business? I, I mean, for me, I feel like a lot of it is our own fears or just not trying to get it perfect when we get out of the gate. You know, actually, I had the same fear, right? Like I, I felt like as a business owner, I need to have everything perfect before I tell people about it, right? And uh, I was talking to another entrepreneur a while back and 
something they said to me was freeing for me was like, you don't have to get it right. Like you can, you can figure it out as you go along, which doesn't seems counterintuitive. Right. But when I look at that from an innovation lens, you, you don't know what you don't know until you do it. Right. So we talk about prototyping and figuring it out and testing and learning and all that stuff. Well, you can do the same with your business. Right. I think when we are so caught up with getting everything perfect, we get paralyzed by fear and we might not do anything. We get stuck in paralysis. Right. And so I think, you know, applying like an innovation mindset can really sort of help us navigate those waters. Like, and so when I, I needed to hear it from someone else, but they're like, Hey, you don't have to get it straight, perfect out of the gate. I'm like, Beautiful. I'm like, I'm going to apply innovation to what I do. And so that helped me kind of build momentum and kind of get over my own kind of hangups about like, yeah. you know, I need to have the mission statement completely right. It's got to be, you know, buttoned up, you know, the vision statement, the logo, like everything you can change, you know, yeah. and, and you can learn as you go along. So I think that's something really important for small business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, anybody in any organization, really. I listened to a Gary V before, um, like in the car, a lot of times I'm just playing videos because like you say, input, input. And so I'm learning. And uh, that was one of the things he said today, um, just about creating content and being consistent. Uh, he mm -hmm. says the fears that that is not perfect or you you won't switch to a new platform uh, because of the fear of you not being as successful on that platform. So I, I do agree with you. A lot of our um, fear um, yeah. is what holds us back from, you know, really, really being taking ourselves to the next step. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. What we'll do is I want to get into uh, a word from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we have to talk about this Lego serious play. <laughs> Let's do that, it. That, man. Hey, okay. Be right back. It shouldn't be hard for families to get the best education for their kids. Nor should schools struggle to take care of their families. If a school uses the right systems, it can be easy to take care of families and keep your energy focused on your students. A school's relationship with the new family starts as soon as they apply. Why not give them your best from the very beginning? Align partners with schools to make sure that each family has the best experience applying, managing finances, and staying involved in their child's education. Align gives school administrators what they need to take care of their families, manage growth, communicate efficiently, and get paid on time. Learn more at AlignMySchool.com. What to do, KTTV? This is KT, and I want to introduce you to my all-new streaming service, KTTV Digital. This streaming service offers more than 1,000 channels, thousands of movies, pay-per-view, and all sports packages. If you're paying hundreds of dollars for cable a month, switch to KTTV Digital and pay less than $1 a day. You heard me right, folks. All this for less than $1 a day. If you're ready to put hundreds of dollars back in your pocket, cut the cord and reach out to me on KTTV.com. 100. Free trials are available. Hey, back in the building. Look, man. Look. You got to get the word out. <laughs> you might as well do it on your own platform, right? That's <laughs> right, man. That sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, man. So just jumping back into um, in, into the interview here. So I am in education, and I had the opportunity of working with the first Lego League. And so I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, but but what is it is, is robotics, right? 
Mm. And so when you think about the way you use it, and we're talking innovation, um, it's a robotic competition, man. And when I tell you it is worldwide, we're talking first Lego League China, uh, first Lego League. And, and what they did was they had the national competition. And so it was people from all around the world in this one place, and mm. they're creating robotics. And, they're, and, they're, and so, man, just awesome. Super cool. And, and learning about that, how do you, uh, because those are the kids, but we're talking adults. So how does the Lego series play work? And is it is it kind of the same premise? It's a little different. So okay. funny you should mention the adults. I like, to, I like to call it the adulting version of Lego, right? So we all tend to think that Lego is a children's toy. And it can be, but that's not the only purpose for it. So I have a... I brought my little bag here. Well, sorry, not the Ziploc. But uh, so Lego Serious Play was developed in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so uh, it was uh, out of a desire to, I don't know if you know the Lego story, but in, in that time frame, they were almost getting to their bankruptcy point. Mm. Uh, and so the, the CEO at the time was thinking about like, what are other use cases for Lego? You know, great, great for innovation, creativity for children, but what about the adults? Right. So he had this sort of thought, but not sure exactly how it might be utilized. Uh, and at the same time, he was looking for a better way to do strategic business planning because the way they were doing it, I guess, wasn't the greatest at the point for him. So he, he found these two really smart professors uh, at IMD Switzerland, and they developed the Lego Serious Play methodology, which was at its first out of the gate was how to do better strategic business planning using Lego. And Lego Serious Play kits are not things that you would buy at a retail store. They are specifically designed for Lego Serious Play. So, and, and they're they're curated pieces. So you can get things like Duplo pieces and, uh, you know, they're more colorful, there's transparent blocks, there's like doors, windows, bridges, all sorts of different things. And it's really intended to help you storytell and use metaphor and, and engage you in a different way. So I, I facilitate a lot of innovation meetings and workshops and so forth. Uh, and so Lego Series Play really encapsulates all the things that I know as a good facilitator should do. It helps like level the playing field for everybody in the room. You know, often when we have meetings, Kendrick, I, we call them like 20, 80 meetings. So 20% of the people do 80% of the talking, right? Typically it's like two people at the front, everybody's kind of hanging out. You may or may not hear everyone's thoughts in the room often there's side discussions after the meeting so that's when the real dialogue happens right well what if you could get everybody's participation in the room 100 of the time 100 engagement from everybody in the room lego Ser serious play it affords that it's also the my most favorite statistic is when we when we talk out loud share orally with each other we use about 15 percent of our brain when we build with two hands we engage up to 80 percent of our brain so you're you're leveraging 65% more of your brain cells, which means that you're tapping your subconscious. And most people know that our subconscious, you can't just <laughs> request on demand stuff from it, but it's actually where a lot of that deep insight and that deep thought comes from. And so Lego Series Play actually taps our subconscious and gives us deeper insight on literally any topic, uh, which is really interesting. And, and I wouldn't say it if I didn't actually believe it myself, because I've had this happen to me so many times. I'm building these Lego Series Play models and I have insights that I didn't even know. Like I have pieces there that mean something that I don't even know why it's there until I'm talking about it. And I'm an introvert, so I tend to mull over things beforehand anyway. But it's like all this rich insight comes from this. So the way it works is that you are, it's a facilitated methodology from someone like myself. And you're posed a series of questions. So I'll, I can ask you, Kendrick, something like, hey, what's a strength that you bring to your team? And you respond to that question by taking a Lego series play kit like this 
and you build a model in response to the question I just asked you. So if I asked you what's the strength that you bring to your team, you would take this Lego series play kit and you would formulate a response. And as you're doing that, that, that deep insight comes, the meaning comes. And once you've done that, then you share your model with everybody in the room. So if there was like three of us and we all build. And so as a facilitator, I start probing and asking you questions and then people get to kind of probe and, and then you get all that rich insight and that rich sharing, that rich dialogue. And it's, it's, it's highly engaging. It taps something called flow theory, which means that when we're in flow, that's like when you're in the zone and you're at your cognitive best, you know, all the neurons are firing, like time just passes away. Uh, and so it engages us in a more optimal cognitive state. It gets us deeper insights. Everybody's engaged. It's psychologically safe, which is something extremely important to me uh, in the innovation space, where we feel safe to talk about whatever it is that we built. So it's it's it can literally be used for any topics. It's a highly fascinating model. I love it. It's my favorite methodology that I've ever learned about, uh, and I'm a I'm a trainer of it, and I'm also a facilitator of it. As I listen to you, I think about um, like when you think about their strength, and I think about what would I build, uh, but just even man you have to get a little deeper to even think of what can i put together with these blocks that will represent me or what i want to say wow yeah it seemed like it may seem like oh i can't do that but mm -hmm. everybody can build oh yeah if lego pieces just have the bumps up and you box down you cut connections you don't have to be a skilled lego builder like from mm -hmm. the past in fact i never even touched lego as a child i only found out i only started using lego when i found out about lego series play and became a facilitator and a trainer so i mean i don't i'm not a skilled lego builder myself yeah. but you know anybody can do it and that's the beauty yeah. of it yeah wow and, and and just talking through your business plan or talking through business yeah. strengths and weaknesses right. but acting it out and man yeah it's powerful and and these they're, they're we call them artifacts but these models hold so much data in them so mm -hmm. like you know if if you had built something about like a strength that you brought to your team each you know people use colors to represent things shapes to mean something you know uh, even the position of a Lego figure might mean something. There's so much meaning in it. Yeah. So it's actually even more sticky when it comes to recollection. So when you think about memorable meetings and things like that, using Lego series play actually makes it more memorable because we're storytelling, right? And stories engage our heart, they engage our emotions, those types of things. So we remember Lego series play models extremely well. I remember things I built years ago and <laughs> often I have no idea what I did yesterday or, you know, what I ate yesterday, you know, those types of things. So it just has that incredible, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Re re recollection ability yeah. which is which is extremely powerful because often we forget things that we talk about in our business meetings right in the meetings that we have but when you have a lego series play model you not only remember it and if you keep that model around physically and let's just say we're in a boardroom we just mm -hmm. have it on the table we'll remember what it is when we walk around and be like, oh yeah, yeah that means this it means this it means mm -hmm. this yeah yeah kind of like a check-in that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh what we say at school is the person um the person who's doing the talking is doing the learning. And so when mm. you think about that 2080 meeting, that's a lot of people that's being left out, but um, yeah, that's being right. able to to work in that model where you're saying we're all sharing and then we're all increasing brain capacity while we're mm -hmm. doing it. Uh, also, man, so great, great information. Uh, you learn something, just ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and what are the services? Uh, because we got the Lego. Uh, yep. We also got the innovation, the coaching. What, what other services are you offering at a bank? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing for me is really, I, I call it innovation, capability, building. So people in organizations that are interested to become more innovative, right? What are the skill sets of innovators? What are the mindsets of innovators? Um, often people want the output of innovation, Kendrick, but they forget that it's us humans <laughs> that make the innovations, right? And so if we forget to focus on training and developing the people, like everybody in our organizations to think like innovators, and become innovators and and you know do the things that innovators do we miss you know we miss out on so much and we often think that other people have to come up with ideas for us like oh you know like i need to hire so and so they need to come in and tell us what to do when we everybody in our organizations are the closest to the problems and we're the most vested because we work for our organizations because we want them to succeed right and so if we can build this capability within our people then we unleash innovation culturally throughout our entire organization. And that's when innovation can truly be extremely powerful because we see the impact that it can make. And people love to make a difference, right? We work for organizations, want to make an impact. And when you know that you can innovate, you can think differently about anything, regardless of what industry, regardless of what department, regardless of what role, if you can, if you have the skill set and the mindset to really know how to innovate, man, it's it's game changing. So that's where I really focus on. I love developing innovators, and not a, I don't know anybody that does what I do. You you always you can find people that give you an innovation, but no one focuses on the innovator, and that's me. I help people become innovators. Yeah, man, and not to give away the game, but if it was just one switch I can make to even start that path, a small business owner, what can I do today? Yeah, uh, I would say that you can think differently about your work and anything is possible, right? Things do not have to be the way they are, no matter what it is. And there's so many possibilities that I love to dream Kendrick, like ideation and brainstorming is my favorite thing to dream. And I think we don't dream enough. We don't think that there could be different ways. I, I just, I don't know why I have this mindset in me. I just, I always believe that there's always better ways to do something. There's, and, and you know what? We have such a great, you know, internet, you know, like this was back in the 90s when it first came up. But like, it's such an incredible place. And we have such a collaborative community, a, co a collaborative global community that's probably posted somewhere, right? Yeah. Someone might have posted their solution. There might be a YouTube video. There's TikTok. I mean, there's all sorts of platforms where people are sharing in it and wanting to help, you know, one another. So I would say that whatever you're facing, whatever problems you have, Think differently about it, right? And there's, there's, it, it seems scary, but there's so many tools that you can use. One of my favorite tools, I'll give you a tool too that I love. So uh, there's a thing called the mind map. And the mind map is really easy to use. You basically write down, it can be a word on the middle of the page or a problem you're solving for. And when you write that in the middle, let your mind free associate whatever comes to mind about it. And just write down all the different words or themes or whatever that comes to your mind. And then after some time, look at what you wrote down. And you'll be amazed at all the stuff that was in your brain that you just, you never thought about writing down. And, and then you could look at it and be like, oh, that was interesting. Maybe I should explore this path, explore this path. I've used mind maps literally for everything since I've been a designer. Like I, I, I think I named Abound Innovation through using mind maps. I've designed website interfaces from that. I've called things from mind maps. It's an incredible, I have a YouTube uh, video on this too, so people could <laughs> look, up, look it up. But it's a really powerful technique that helps us just, let our brain go wherever it wants and then and then find really cool insights and really i like to call them like gold nuggets that that have kind of been hiding there and that we can utilize 
So if there's a problem that you're facing, try to mind map, write it down, and then and then just see where it can go. And remember, anything is possible. Anything on this planet is possible. The technology is there, right? There's people that we can find to help. Like anything is possible. Yeah, we use those. Uh, it was so funny when you said that we use them in our district. In my district, and we call them thinking maps, right? Thinking maps. And so then uh, it sounded like you was talking about like a circle map. So we mm -hmm. we draw the circle, and then we put another circle that focus yeah. word in the middle, yeah. and everything that comes around there. And so after you do that, you frame it, and so then you kind of put in your framing question above, or uh, you know we call the like a Venn diagram, the double bubble map. Or, mm -hmm. or uh, a tree map, you know, where mm -hmm. you got your topics and you listen. So the awesome part is we are embedding this into kids as they grow to use that same kind of techniques, man. So I love it. I love awesome it, man. work, man. Now, the, the question, and, and we talked a little about this offline, the 41 patents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I know, but, but when you think about, the, I look at Shark Tank a lot, right? And so they say, like, Oh, you gotta have a patent, or I'm getting a patent on this, or it's a patent pending, it's a utility patent. Yeah. How did you go about the process of getting 41 patents <laughs> under your name? Yeah, you know, I, I I had the corporate version of this, Kendrick, so I was super fortunate. <laughs> but we had a patent office at State Farm, and so we had patent lawyers and so forth. And they always said, hey, we need to protect our IP. We have to protect the thoughts that are coming from what we're creating. And so we would often invite patent lawyers into our ideation sessions. Yeah. So we might have a topic on, this was a topic, I kid you not, on dangerous roadways and intersections. What ideas may come up for that, right? And I, one of the things that I focused on at State Farm was uh, the future of transportation, uh, transportation, autonomous vehicles, that kind of stuff, and new ideas about, you know, what would it look like to insure autonomous cars and like all that kind of stuff. So this was really kind of forward thinking stuff because this was many years ago, right? And there probably weren't patents on those things at the time. So we would invite our patent lawyers into the meetings. They sit in there and scribble down all sorts of things that they're hearing from us. And then they would come back to us and be like, hey, did we capture what you're thinking here correctly? Uh, and one of, one of the the cool, I don't know, I don't know if it's coolest, but one of the thoughts that I had with a colleague of mine was like, what if these autonomous cars could be a connected payment source as a vehicle, right? So the, the car could kind of go to a drive through whatever, and it it was a payment device as opposed to, you know, it could just kind of go in there. And, and so we we actually submitted a patent for that, which did end up getting filed. That's one of the, the 41. Um, but, you know, the state, honestly, the State Farm lawyers did everything. I was just really fortunate wow. to have my name attached to this and, you know, thinking differently about things. So, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of had the soft and easy way in there, but uh, that's yeah. how I got these 41 pounds, yeah. Oh, you're muted, man. I don't even know how that happened, man. <laughs> but, but um, wow, like that, I think that's good security on their part because what happens, um, you leave, yeah. no idea, and it blows up. Like, we had that first. But now we making sure, okay, like I said, when you go, we go. And by the wow. <laughs> Shout out to them, man. All right. Yeah. So um, this is what I want to know. I, I work in my business. When is the time that I need to reach out to you, um, you know, to kind of get that help with innovation? Like, what, what are some of the signs when you say, oh, you're not moving anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, if you're, if you find so one, so what's really interesting about 2025 is that seven. So the World Economic Forum defined ten top skills needed for 2025, 
seven of those job skills are related to innovation. So if you don't feel like your workforce has that capability, innovation as a capability, that's what's needed in, was it three years, right? If you don't have that, come to me, let's talk about it. I can, I can help you, right? Well, I have mindset workshops, skill set workshops that can really help accelerate that for you. Or if you're, you're wanting to move the needle, I, my mastery is in ideation. So how do you come up with outside the box thinking and, you know, what are the tools and stuff? I love facilitating workshops and designing them for organizations because I can get the best out of your people. We often think that we could get great ideas by just brainstorming, which is just like, hey, Kendrick, hey, here's a problem. Let's go, you know, let's get the best thinking right now, right? There's so many tools out there that can really help solicit that from you. And, you know, facilitators, someone like myself, I know how to lead these workshops. It's an art and science, right? And so if you need help with ideation, like, let me know, or help with ideation, you know, innovation, you know, I've, I've led corporate teams through this stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have someone else. And honestly, even just having a third party, that's not part of your business and your work, having a different perspective is extremely powerful because I don't have the same roadblocks, if you will, in my mind that may limit my thinking, right? I can, I can ask questions that you might not have thought of those types of things. So, you know, if you need help with innovation facilitation, you know, hit me up. I'd, I'd love to help. Or if you want Lego series play training or a workshop, uh, that's me too. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Awesomeness. And so as we wrap up, I like to always just leave a word of wisdom or or that chunk of information, man. So can you close us out with some good info from the bound? Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the most empowering thing that I could say is that anybody can innovate. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's not reserved for just Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Right. It's not just for this elite group of people. Anybody can innovate. And so I want to leave this definition of innovation that's my favorite, which is transforming ideas into business value. And if you really think of scrutinize this, I won't get into all the things about it. But when you think about that definition, it is extremely broad, which means that innovation can touch any part of any business, any organization, any industry, right? When If you've transformed ideas into business value, then you have innovated. You might not have done it all the right ways with all the things, but you have. And so I'd love for people to think that I can innovate in my role, in my industry, in my department, in my company, wherever I sit, I can innovate, right? And if, if you need help, let me know. I'd be happy to help. But you can actually, it, I think when you have that mindset that it doesn't need to be the same, I think that's transformative because, you know, we're often stuck just thinking like it's got to be the same. We've done it the same way. It's got to be. The, it doesn't need to be. And it doesn't mean and you can be the person to make that difference in your organization. Man, powerful right there. Awesome words, Mr. Chan. And so how can we find you? How can we learn more? And how can we check out some of these YouTube videos? Yeah, uh, easiest way is uh, find me, go to my website, aboundinnovation.ca. Uh, you can, I have links to like my YouTube channel, newsletter, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but if you want to follow me on social media, uh, I'm at Leo Nelson Chan. So I'm on all the things, most most active on LinkedIn, but uh, at Leo Nelson Chan. But uh, hey, yeah, anyway. That LinkedIn, that's a good platform, though. It's a good platform. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, that will do it. I want to say thank you again for taking some time out to drop the nuggets uh, and really just give us a little bit more background on how innovation can happen within our business uh, from ourselves. My pleasure. Kedrick, I appreciate the opportunity to join today. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, sir. I, I look forward to getting this out to the community. All right. All right, y'all, this is KT for KTTV signing out 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. 
Hey, this is Candace. This is Linda Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.